What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week 16 of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2022 NFL season. And uh, I mentioned it at the beginning of the live stream portion of this. Uh, your boy is tired because your boy works in retail and it's Christmas time. So. I'm, I'm, I'm burning the candle at both ends when I'm at work. So it, the part of the reason why the stream is a day late uh, and a dollar short, as I said, off the jump, uh, because you know, stuff happens, stuff happens in retail. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta cover and you gotta be there. And I had one fewer day off off than I was expecting, but that's not the point. The point is, we're here, it's week 16, it's Christmas week, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody that is watching and listening today. I hope you get every opportunity in the world to spend as much time as humanly possible over the next week with friends and family and the folks that matter the most. Now, in the NFL, how did we do last week? Did fairly decent. Uh, even money straight up, only 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, It was a minefield for a number of people that I know, a number of people that I really respect in terms of making NFL picks. Last week was a bit of a minefield for a lot of those people, so I actually feel okay about the fact that I was only even money straight up last week. 8-8 eight and eight means I'm 129-93 and 2 straight up on the season. Actually cobbled together a 9-6-1 and one against the spread record last week, so I feel pretty darn good about that. 9-6-1 and one against the spread. Now has me a game above 500 ATS on the season, 109, 108, and 7. Unfortunately, the wheels kind of fell off in terms of the over-under. Only 5 and 11 on my totals last week means I'm now 6 games under 500 on the totals for the year, 109, 115, and 1. And is this the point in the season where... Maybe it's too late to try to make that back. We're going to try. Obviously, look, I'm not I'm not defeated in any means here. We're definitely going to try to make that gap back up. And look, three weeks left to go in the season. It's only plus two per week for three weeks to get back to 500. We're going to see if we can't accomplish that. Uh, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze mixed bag. Uh, bronze pick, I was 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Now 24-19-2 on the season. Cincinnati beat Tampa Bay. Tennessee pushed against the spread. And uh, the Niners and Seahawks failed to go over their point total. Silver pick swept it 3-0. 29-16 now on the season. My best of these picks. Kansas City beat Houston, the Bengals covered against the spread, and the Falcons and the Saints stayed under the point total last week. Gold pick, 2-1, not going to argue with it, 23-21-1 on the season. The Niners beat the Seahawks, and Houston covered against the spread, but the Patriots and Raiders failed to stay under, doing no small part to that last-second touchdown, but I believe they'd gone over the point total by that point anyway. Where I gave it back was the platinum pick. I whiffed on the platinum pick 0 and 3 to drop that record to 25, 19, and 1. Dallas bafflingly loses to Jacksonville. Washington fails to cover against the spread. And the Eagles and the Bears failed to go over their point total. So aside from the platinum pick, it was relatively successful. But, you know, that's not how the game is played. We got to take our lumps. 
Taking a peek at the Bridgewater's finest straight up pick'em pool, I've dropped down to 13th out of 36 in that pool with 1,139 of 1,794 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 63.5%. It's not bad by any means, but certainly not where I was hoping that I would be by this point in the season. I did bring in 90 of 136 confidence points, so even though I only went 8-8, eight and eight, I did bring in about two-thirds of the available points, which is excellent shout out to our week 15 winner matthew parker 72 i've known matthew for quite some time and he was an absolutely electric 15 and 1 in week 15 bringing in all but eight possible confidence points last week a clip of 94.1 percent one of the best weeks that we have seen all season long and for the second week in a row, we have a new overall leader, Anthony Simone, whose name I called last week as our winner in week 14, I believe it was, now takes over the overall lead at 146, 76, and 2 on the season, 1,229 of 1,794 confidence points, just over 68%. The top four in this pool are within 25 points of each other, and the top 15 are all still within less than 100. So literally anything can happen down the stretch here with just three weeks left to go in the NFL season. Normally, this is where we would take a peek into Fantasy Corner, which is, of course, presented by the Dynasty Trade Calculator. And if you go into the description of this live stream of the VOD of the podcast episode, wherever you interact with the show, you can find my affiliate link to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, which... For as little as $3, you can click on and gain access to the absolute best resource that I have ever found online for Dynasty Keeper and long-term fantasy football, trade evaluations, player rankings, podcasts, a ton of great experts. It does not matter how your league is configured. The Dynasty Trade Calculator has got you covered. My affiliate link is down below. Click on that link pay up just a little bit again for as little as three dollars gain access to this incredible tool so normally this is where we would talk about my dynasty leagues but unfortunately i am out this year of both of them i picked up the loss last week against billy in fact billy absolutely destroyed me in the anti and co dynasty pool so uh, look, I didn't make the playoffs in the professionals. I'm now out of the Ante and Co. in the first round. That pretty well that pretty well ends our fantasy season with the exception of the Progs League, where I am in a semifinal matchup, which is very nice. Still have an opportunity to win a championship in that league. And I'll take this opportunity now, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of this video, the live stream, the VOD, the podcast episode, however you interact with the show, you're going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 16 in the NFL. You can find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for Season 11 of this show. You can find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. And you can find information on my great friends and sponsors, the lovely folks at Nerd Tees. Ladies and gentlemen, nerdtees.ca is where you're going to want to go to find dozens and dozens of incredible loose leaf tea blends and coffee blends now. Again, the big change they made this year. Nerdtees.ca is where you need to go to find all of these incredible gift ideas. Yes, Christmas is going to be in the rearview mirror by the time that you would be able to get any of these things, but look, 
birthdays are already always going to be there there and there you never need a great you never need a great reason just buy some tea buy some incredible tea for somebody that you love you're going to want to go to nerdteas.ca and you're going to want to use my promo code which is bw finest that is going to save you 15 percent at checkout that is going to also get you free shipping in Canada on any order over a hundred bucks, which is excellent value. And if you're one of my viewers in the States, you're going to get a great conversion rate on the US dollar on your purchase from nerdtees.ca, including potentially one of my absolute favorite blends, which is the blueberry tea. Again, blueberries a Nova Scotian staple. That's where I'm born and raised. Blueberry tea is absolutely fantastic, but you can go to nerdtees.ca and you can find something for just about anybody. Nerdtees.ca, Promo code BWFINEST, save your 15%, get your free shipping, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on nerdtees.ca. Alrighty, let's take a peek in the chat before we get kicked off. Oh my god, two tickets to somewhere warm, please. Chad from beautiful minus 45 Regina, Saskatchewan. That is, uh, oh god, almost obnoxious. That That's crazy uh martin i worked retail for years i'm done with that martin i do not blame you my friend uh keebs merry christmas oh merry christmas keeps thank you i appreciate that man uh click who wins semifinals uh okay this is fantasy i assume team one mahomes Devonte, christian watson uh eckler james connor kittle garrett wilson pat's defense team two brady tyreek uh dk cook McKinnon, Kelsey, Pacheco, and the Chiefs defense. Boy, there's a lot in there that cannibalizes each other. Like, there's, there's, like, <sighs> that's really interesting. I honestly, if I was somebody that had Jarek McKinnon, I wouldn't be playing Isaiah Pacheco. I just don't think that that makes sense. Like, it's not a Green Bay situation where they constantly have two running backs that are fantasy viable. Or, like, you look at, like, last season with Cleveland. It seems like in Kansas City, it's an either-or. So, if you've got Jarek McKinnon, and Jarek McKinnon is a PPR beast, and you're going to play Jarek McKinnon, playing Isaiah Pacheco just doesn't seem like it makes a ton of sense to me. I don't love Tom Brady's upside rest of season. I, I think I got to go with team number one. Team number one feels like it has the home run hitters. Like team number two, I think will get you like a solid outing, but team number one feels like it's got the home run hitters on it. So click in the chat. I think I got to go with team number one. Brian, Merry Christmas, Justin. Another's cold for Calgary, minus 26. Wind chill, minus 43. Dear God, that, oh. Jesus, it just, it reminds me of when I was living in Northern Maine and it was the last time I remember feeling truly cold because I'd wake up and it would just be baseline minus 30 and say like, okay, well with the wind chill, what is it? Oh dear God. I had to walk to school too. I feel like an old man. I walked to school uphill both ways in minus 30. I kind of did. 
Uh, Fred Total, happy holidays. Let's see if we can get this money together. That is the kind of spirit that we need, Fred. And without further ado, we are going to get into these picks. As I said, I'm kind of going to be low energy in this stream. It's not going to be quite the same depth of information that we normally talk about. But let's go ahead and get these picks going. Uh, the only thing that I will say ahead is we do have some playoff scenarios that I think are important to talk about before we get into the picks. Uh, on the NFC side of things, if the Eagles win, they not only clinch the NFC East, but they clinch the number one seed in the NFC. If the Eagles tie, they also clinch the division and the number one seed in the NFC if Minnesota loses. So they have the opp opportunity there, whether they win or they tie, they can still clinch the division and still get the number one seed in the NFC. And for the New York Giants, if the Giants win this week, they clinch a playoff spot as long as any two of those other teams that are kind of floating around in the same spot, those being the Commanders, the Lions, and the Seahawks, any two of those teams lose and New York wins, then New York clinches a playoff spot. So look, we're still going to be talking about playoff spots clear into the final week of the season. We just do have these things that are potentially coming to pass this week. Over on the AFC side of things, if the Bills win, they clinch the AFC East. If the Bills lose, they can still clinch the AFC East if Miami loses or ties against Green Bay. And the Cincinnati Bengals, if they win or tie, they clinch a playoff spot. If they lose, they can still clinch a playoff spot if the New York Jets lose tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football against Jacksonville. And that is where we are going to begin the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to New York to, play ho uh, to take on the host, New York Jets, not to play host. Jags are on a back-to-back you know, two straight, two straight wins for the Jags. They're playing some decent football. I think Trevor Lawrence is playing his best football right now as a professional. I think 11 touchdowns in his last four games. So he's definitely playing up to a high level. The Jets are on a cold streak, man. They have lost three consecutive games and are very quickly falling out of the race here, out of, certainly out of the spot that they were in. They were in a fairly favorable spot to make the playoffs a few weeks ago, but you tack on three straight losses and stuff can get bad pretty quickly. I don't know what it is. I don't have it in my heart to trust the Jacksonville Jaguars in December and January. I just don't. I just don't think this is that team. Yes, they've had back-to-back -back wins, and those wins have been all right. I mean, last week, who'd they beat last week? Uh, Jacksonville. I mean, they were they were they had Dallas at home. They had that obviously that big, um, fairly big comeback win, and then the week before that, they were in Tennessee and beat the Titans. So their quality wins. Don't get me wrong. I still just don't. I don't know. I don't have faith in them as a whole team. And I can see myself at least somewhat having faith in the Jets, even though it does look like it's going to be Zach Wilson time once again, which I think is a downgrade for the offense. Even though you have that offensive downgrade or perceived offensive downgrade, I still think the Jets go out and get this job done. I don't think the Jets are as bad as a three-game losing streak or potential four-game losing streak would have you believe. I'm going to take the Jets at home to get the win over Jacksonville. On the line, the Jets are laying a point and a half now. Just yesterday, they were taking a point and a half as a dog here. You're still getting an excellent price. I like them to win. It's a small price to pay. I'm going to lay the minus 1.5 on Jacksonville. 
Total in this game is set at 37 and a half, and I have to go under on it because, again, Zach Wilson just does not have that same rapport with his wide receivers. Um, so I, I got to go with the under on this one. Let's go 20 to 16 in favor of the Jets. Jets win. Jets cover the minus 1.5 and give me the under on the points. But 37 and a half, I, I think, is a pretty decent number. Honestly, I think that's really close to what it lands on. Uh, Chad says, sad that I'm taking Jacksonville. It's it's not crazy. Look, Vegas doesn't know how to go with this game, right? Like, a, a line of 1.5 means Vegas doesn't know where to go. So, it's not crazy to go either way here. In fact, if you wanted to grab this as, like, a, a an upset pick, I, I would totally understand it. Brian, Jacksonville Jets is a pick'em, and I agree, Jets win. Keebs is on the Jets as well. We gotta love it. Let's move on now to Baltimore, where the Baltimore Ravens are going to play host to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are on a three-game losing streak and come into this game on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. Marcus Mariota is on IR, which means Desmond Ritter time, baby. I think it's going to be Desmond Ritter the rest of the way. Like, is that... Um, I don't think who who else is even in Atlanta's quarterback room. I think it's probably on the south side of possible that Lamar plays this week. I figure he probably sits out one more. I know they they want to keep him as healthy as possible for the playoffs. But if we look at uh, if we look at the standings right now. If we look at the playoff picture in the AFC, I'm sure my face is very illuminated right now. I mean, the Ravens are at nine and five. They're in the driver's seat uh, for the top wildcard spot. I'm sure they can probably afford to sit Lamar out here one more time. That's pretty well what I figure is going to happen. I still think the Ravens win this game. I, I, I have very little faith in the Falcons right now, even though... That division is still wide open. Like nobody in that division has more than six wins and everybody's within a game. I think Atlanta's the number four team in this division and they're only a game back of Tampa Bay. Like that, that division is so crazy weak, but doesn't that just feel like one of those situations where whoever wins that division is going to win a playoff game too? Cause that's how it feels to me. Even though I think that whole division is bad, I feel like whoever gets into the playoffs from that division is probably going to win a playoff game, which is kind of crazy. In any case, I like the Baltimore Ravens here. Let's take Baltimore at home to hang a fourth straight loss on the Falcons. And as a matter of fact, I like that so much. Let's make Baltimore over Atlanta my silver pick straight up this week. Baltimore over Atlanta, my silver pick straight up. Now against the spread, Baltimore's laying seven and a half points and Atlanta's been a pretty good against the spread team this year, especially as an underdog. I think they're like four and one or five and one against the spread or five and two or something like that as a dog this year. Seven and a half points is too many if Lamar Jackson's not the quarterback. It, it's absolutely too many points. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab the plus seven and a half on the Atlanta Falcons in this game. And as a matter of fact, Atlanta plus 7.5 going to be my gold pick against the spread. We got some big spreads this week and plus seven and a half is just too many. If you don't have any Lamar Jackson in there. So Atlanta plus seven and a half, my gold pick. 
Total in the game set at 35 and a half. This is a play on the number. I think this game gets into the 40s, not by a lot, but by hook or by crook, I do think it gets into the 40s. So let's take over 35 and a half points in Atlanta, Baltimore. Let's go 24-17 Ravens. Ravens win, Falcons cover just barely, and give me the over on the points. Uh, for a total, I'm on Jacksonville. Also, the line moved. I uh, like Jets, Titans, Bears, and Steelers against the spread this week. That's from Keebs. Chad likes Baltimore to win. Keebs chipping in with, I think the passing of Franco Harris motivates the Steelers this week. You know, I think it probably does. I think you're right in saying that. They are marginal favorites at home this week, which we will get to. It, it, when stuff like that happens, it's kind of morbid to talk about it, but you kind of have to because it's a thing. It's like new head coaches taking over for coaching firings, winning their first game. It's just less, it's just more morbid than that. But it does seem like when there's, when there's a death of a very visible and notable alumni that the team does get up for that a little bit more, especially a team with the culture like the Steelers. Let's go to Carolina now. The Detroit Lions are in town taking on the Carolina Panthers. The Lions on a three-game winning streak heading into this one. They are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games, but like to steal a line from Evan Foxy in the Pat McAfee show, brand new Lions. This feels like an entirely different Detroit Lions football team. I have no faith in Carolina whatsoever, except for I do have to pat myself on the back here and i really wish i wouldn't have blocked the kid on twitter that kept yelling at me about how the carolina panthers backfield was not a timeshare he was very in love with donta foreman and i was like look i don't have anything against donta foreman we've just seen the donta foreman experiment before and it's not like he's not a He's not a number one back in this league. He's a platoon back at best, like a receiving back platoon back. He's a good back, but I mean, like, it was always a timeshare and it was always going to be a timeshare. And now looking at Chuba Hubbard, having a couple of really good games back to back. I wish I hadn't blocked that kid. In any case, I, I really like the Detroit Lions here. Chad, Chad put it right in the chat. Detroit's hot. I take Detroit. That's it. Like this is a different Detroit Lions team, a Detroit Lions team that is still angling and still working for a play potential playoff spot, which I think would have been a crazy thing to say at the beginning of the season. I like the Lions to continue their winning ways here. Let's take Detroit on the road in Carolina to beat the Panthers. Now, on the line, Carolina is taking plus two and a half here as a home dog. I like Detroit to win. It's still within my margin of small price to pay. So I'm going to lay the minus 2.5 on Detroit. Total in the game set at 43 and a half points. This feels like a play on the number, but with this Lions offense, which is relatively close to 100%, I think uh, Equinemius St. Brown, I don't think will play this week. But other than that, I think their offense is pretty well at 100%. Uh, I think this game probably gets into a very low 50. So let's go ahead and go over the 43 and a half points. Let's go 27-23 Detroit. Lions win. Lions cover. And give me the over on the points. Cruising right along here, we are going to go to Chicago where the Bears are playing host to the Buffalo Bills. The Bears, one of five teams so far in the NFL this season who are eliminated from postseason contention. Losers of seven straight games are the Chicago Bears. Meanwhile, you got the Buffalo Bills coming into this game who have clinched a playoff spot. They've won five straight. The Bills are playing some really good football, not perfect football. 
They're definitely making some mistakes, but offensively and defensively, this is a team that's going to be reckoned with all the way through the playoffs. And I think the AFC playoffs, a lot of them are going to have to run through Buffalo. This is a very good Bills football team. Look, again, what? how much more do you say about a Bears team that it feels like the Bears have one excellent player, they have a couple of decent offensive players, and the rest of the team is just kind of there. Like, this is fully a team that's in rebuild mode, going up against one of the best teams in the opposing conference. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked that I like the Buffalo Bills to win this game. So let's take Buffalo, obviously, straight up on the road in Chicago to beat the Bears. Uh, And actually, I like that so much. Buffalo over Chicago, to the shock of no one, would be my platinum pick straight up. Buffalo over Chicago, my platinum pick straight up. Now, on the line, Chicago is taking plus 8.5. And Chad brings up a good point. Watch for resting players. So, it's a little early. It's a little early to be fully resting players for the postseason. I feel, anyway. I feel like a week to two weeks... That makes sense, but like three weeks or more, you're starting to risk rust. So I don't think they'll be resting players en masse, but like Buffalo is still fully going to be able to clinch their division, regardless of whether they win this game massive. Now, another thing that Chad just pointed out is cold weather, playing in Chicago, Soldier Field, absolutely. So I like the Bears here against the spread. I'm going to take those eight and a half points. Baltimore, or not Baltimore, Buffalo does feel to me a bit more built for a team that can cover big numbers against the spread. I just don't think it's coming this week. So give me the Bears plus the eight and a half points. Total in the game set at 40 and a half. You know what? It's going to be very cold. Let's take the under in this one. I think Chicago might come to play a little bit more defensively. If you can't get up for a game like this, you can't get up for a game. So I'm going to take the under on this one. And actually, thank you, Mr. Ambulance. Uh, Under 40 and a half points there in Buffalo, Chicago is actually going to be my platinum pick on the totals this week. I really like this under. And uh, let's, yeah, let's grab it. Under 40 and a half, my platinum pick on the totals. We are going to go 21-14 in favor of the Bills. Bills win, Bears cover against the spread, and give me the under on the points. All right, let's see what we got in the chat here. Keebs chipping in. uh, Oh, Jets, Titans, Bears, Steelers, right? We had talked about that. Uh, Let's see. Chad got Atlanta plus eight. We got to enjoy that. Uh, what a job Dan Campbell has done. Absolutely. Martin, uh, Chad bills to win, but not the spread watch for resting players in cold weather. hundred percent. Uh, keeps got plus nine this afternoon on Chicago. I enjoy that. Uh, love the under going to be a snowy windstorm. Brian is taking an alternate spread there of bears plus 10 and a half less odds, but a bit safer. hundred percent. Look, man, alternate spreads are totally viable. A win is a win. Change the line, no problem with it at all, get that win. All right, let's talk about a game that I'm actually super, super interested in, not because I think anything exciting is going to happen. The New Orleans Saints in Cleveland taking on the Browns. So, we do have to talk about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is not practicing. 
He's nursing a foot injury. They're saying some of it is maintenance, but like I'm looking at this like 50-50 about whether Nick Chubb plays or not. If Nick Chubb doesn't play, by the way, go out because I know he's not 100% owned. Try to go out and get Kareem Hunt. I, I know he's struggled this season, but if Nick Chubb doesn't play, Kareem Hunt could get you into a fantasy championship. Like, that's just, it's just one of those matchups where a guy like Kareem Hunt would be able to run all over the Saints defense. If you can go and grab him, maybe you don't even play him, but wait out this Nick Chubb situation because he may not play. Kareem Hunt could be like a top 16 back this week. I like the Browns to win because I just don't know. With the Saints, I don't know. I just don't know in general with the Saints. And you also have Chris Olave, who's nursing a hamstring injury. He's a big part of their offense. I would say he's less than 50% to play in this game. If he doesn't, I think that's a big piece of their offense that goes away. And that's just going to be real tough for them. So I'm going to take Cleveland here. I like the Browns to win. I feel like if their injury situation goes south, they can compensate for theirs a lot easier than the Saints can compensate for theirs. So let's take Cleveland to get the win. And I'm going to lay the two and a half points on Cleveland as well. I like them to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. Give me the minus two and a half on Cleveland. Now, this is what this is what's interesting to me. The line, the total in this game, when I looked at it yesterday, it was 31 and a half. So I understand you might have like hurricane-ish winds. It feels like the worst of the precipitation is going to happen on Friday. So that shouldn't have as much of an impact on this game. The winds absolutely will. Although when you look at the quarterback matchup in this game, neither one of these quarterbacks are throwing the ball very well as it is. So how much of an impact does that have on the game? I don't know. Both of them are still going to be able to turn around and hand the ball off to their really, really good running back or backs. So just when I saw the total here, I was like that, Total is nuts to me. It is going to wreak havoc on the kicking game. So I'm sure there is something to this, but I just see a number right now. It's 32 and a half. I just see that number and I can't, I have to bite. I have to go over on it because what is that? That's four touchdowns. I think these running backs can combine for four touchdowns. I really do. So I got to take the over here. And in fact, I have to take it as my bronze pick on the totals this week, New Orleans and Cleveland over 32 and a half because it's not JV. Like it's, it's a football game where points are going to be scored. So I just don't have it in my guts and in my heart to, to take the under on a 32 and a half. I just can't do it. So give me the over in that one. Let's go Cleveland 24, New Orleans 21. I do still think this is a competitive football game. Give me the over, give me the Browns, and I'll lay the two and a half points on Cleveland as well. <laughs> Keebs, the Christmas Day games are hot garbage. They're not great. Martin, Watson's QB per rating per game uh, has been improving with each start. That's good. I, I feel like he's still not like... Well, if I was the Browns, I'd be like, is this what we traded for? <laughs> like, but I mean, he was away from the game for so long. So I guess, I guess I understand it. Martin's going to predict a lower scoring Brown Saints game. I totally understand it. And look, I could look like a total idiot next week and the wind could play absolute havoc. This game could be 9-6. It could. 
it's in that's that's within the uh the array of outcomes regardless of the weather so it's entirely possible but i don't know i just i don't have it in my heart to take it under in a total that low all right, Seattle in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs have clinched their playoff spot. They are winners of back-to-back -back games here as well. And look, let's be perfectly honest here. The Seattle Seahawks defense does not have enough. Like, this is like you brought a spoon to a knife fight kind of thing. The Seahawks defense does not have enough to keep up with the Chiefs. So Kansas City is going to win this football game. That... That I have no doubts about whatsoever. Take Kansas City to get the win on the money line. But once again, either Vegas doesn't know what they're doing or they think they know what they're doing and just don't, man. Like, that, and that's worse. It's worse to think that you know what you're doing and it turns out you have no clue. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 10 points. No. First of all, I think they're like three and eight against the spread this year as favorite, something like that. So it's not good to begin with. They're not built to cover these big numbers. How many weeks in a row have we talked about this? Like they're not built to cover those big numbers. So the fact that they're favored by 10 and even yesterday it was nine and a half. And it's like, no, like and now occasionally, yeah, they're going to cover those numbers occasionally. But more often than not, they're not going to cover those numbers. And a, a minus 10 just makes no sense. So take the Seattle Seahawks plus the 10 points. And as a matter of fact, I like Seattle plus 10 so much. That's my platinum pick against the spread. My platinum pick against the spread, Seattle Seahawks plus the 10 points against Kansas City. Total in the game set at 48 and a half points. I do feel like this gets into a 50. Seattle is more than capable of scoring points and putting up a decent amount here. I just think Kansas City puts up more. Give me over 48 and a half here. Let's go 31-23 in favor of Kansas City. Chiefs win and win by eight points, but it's not going to be enough to cover against the spread. Give me the Seahawks plus 10 and give me the over on the points. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chad, Cleveland still wanting to prove something. I feel a close game. Uh, Martin, I'd go for the Browns. Browns money line for me. Uh, let's see. Chad says Kansas City to win, but not the spread again and again. How many times have we talked about it? Chad got plus 11 in that game. We got to like it. All right. The New York Giants in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Now, Minnesota has clinched a playoff spot. I believe they clinched. Yeah, they, they clinched the division. So really, like, I don't think Cleveland or Cleveland. I don't think Minnesota should or does have aspirations of trying to catch uh, the Eagles for the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think that's quite in the cards for them. There's a great chance here that with not a lot to play for, you could absolutely see an upset in this game. The New York Giants are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. They're still fighting tooth and nail to try to get into the NFC playoffs. It is not going to be easy for them. They do not have an easy road. Let's be perfectly honest, they're not a great team. But what they are 
A is pretty good against the spread, especially as a dog. And they've got a lot more riding on this game. So I'm actually going to take the upset here. I'm going to bite on this and I'm going to take the New York Giants on the road in Minnesota. Giants get the win over again a Vikings team that really doesn't need to play to win. Like, they don't need to win this game. The division is locked up. They know they're going to the playoffs. They have no earthly idea who their opponent's going to be at this point. So it's not like they're playing around for positioning, really, at this point. And, again, you could see a situation where they might rest a Dalvin Cook. Or they might rest a Justin Jefferson, who I think is a little banged up. And so the, the, you might get situations like this and have a team come up from behind and get a win. I'm going to bite on that. And I think the Giants come up and do win this football game. So give me New York on the road outright. Minnesota's laying three and a half points here as a home favorite. Obviously, I like the Giants to win. So give me the Giants plus the three and a half points. Total in the game set at 47 and a half. This Giants defense is not what it was earlier in the season. So I do think we're looking at a 50 here and a fairly comfortable 50. So give me over the 47 and a half point total in Minnesota, New York. Let's go 27-26 Giants. Giants get the upset win. Take the Giants against the spread and give me the over on the points. Martin says he might take the G-men as well. Excellent. We reach the midway point of the schedule this week with the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in New England taking on the Patriots. Bengals coming into this one riding high on a six-game winning streak. The hottest team in the NFL right now, I believe. Yeah, because the Eagles have won five in a row since he has won six. Uh, the Bengals are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games, so that is certainly worth taking into account. Uh, I think teams who are on that tail end of back-to-back -back road games kind of took it on the chin last week so that tide may be turning there a little bit but quite frankly we have a matchup here of a really good football team against a team that has the capacity to be really good but is not consistently really good the Cincinnati Bengals are flying. This team is really good on both sides of the football. Their defense is opportunistic. They've got a really good pass rush. I think Sam Hubbard is a little banged up, so the pass rush might take a little bit of a hit there. But I have no faith in the New England Patriots right now. Not after the idiocy that I saw at the end of that game against the Raiders. And just being in that position against the Raiders... I just don't have any faith in this team. I really don't. I don't think Mac Jones has faith in his coaching staff necessarily. I don't think the coaching staff has much faith in Mac Jones. So given that that's the case, I don't think they're going to get a win against one of the best teams in the AFC. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals go to New England and beat the Patriots. So against the spread, New England is taking three points here as a home dog. I like Cincy to win. A field goal is not outrageous. I'm going to go ahead and lay those three points on the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they are that team and I think they are that good and deserve to be uh, as much of a favorite in this game as they are on the road. And uh, Cincinnati minus three. I'm just going to go ahead and make that my bronze pick against the spread this week. Cincinnati minus three, my bronze pick. Total in this game is 41 and a half points. It's in New England. It's going to be cold. 
I think the snowy weather will have an impact there, but 41 and a half is such a beatable number, especially when you got Joe Burrow on one side. It looks like T. Higgins is back and healthy and should be back to uh, playing the kind of game that T. Higgins uh, is more than capable of playing. They've got a really good run game. So give me the over here. I'm going to go over 41 and a half points in Cincinnati, New England. Let's go 24-20 Bengals. Bengals win, Bengals cover, and give me the over on the points. Uh, Patriots fan Andrew Warren is also taking the Bengals, but that's because he's mad at Matt Patricia. Totally understandable. <laughs> I definitely get it. It was a painful 20 years getting killed by Brady and Belichick, says noted Buffalo Bills fan, Keebs. <laughs> it's fair. You're, dude, you're not wrong. It was, it was, it was a fun thing to watch from the outside, but from the inside of it, from a fan base in the AFC East, that has to be rough. So here's a matchup that is one of the most interesting, one of the most compelling matchups of the week. Weirdly enough, the Houston Texans on a nine game losing streak on the road in Tennessee against the division rival, the Titans. Here's an interesting situation because on paper, the Titans are head and shoulders, the better football team until you turn the piece of paper over and see the Titans injury report, because it's essentially half the team. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to play. So he's dealing with his second or third ankle injury of the season, different ankle injury. I don't think he's going to play. I think this is Malik Willis time. I don't, do they have Traylon Burks back yet? Is uh, he's been, I think he's been dealing with concussion symptoms or whatever. I don't know whether they've got Traylon Burks back and he's been a big part of their offense. Yep. He's out. Um, I think Chad might be talking about, uh, Tannehill there. <sighs> yes. They've got the Derrick Henry nuclear weapon. No doubt about it. But this Houston Texans defense, despite the fact that they're eliminated from the playoffs, the Texans defense has actually played fairly well against quarterbacks this year. They can't stop the run. So Derrick Henry's going to feast. He's going to have a field day. What matters for the Houston Texans is scoring when they get the opportunity. And with so many players banged up out entirely far less than 50% on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, the, the offensive line can't protect anybody. You got a young quarterback in there making young quarterback decisions uh, and a, a pass defense that's been relatively opportunistic this year. Ladies and gentlemen, the Houston Texans go to Tennessee and upset the Tennessee Titans. I like Houston to get the win outright. The Texans get a big win Houston goes into Tennessee, playing for pride, playing for this. Houston gets the win. Uh, Chad asks, does Houston have a first round pick? I believe they do. They must. Uh, let's see. 2023 NFL draft. So let's look here. So Houston has their own first round pick, I believe. And then also have Cleveland's. Yes. Right. So Houston's got two first round picks. They've got their own and they've got Houston's. And then if you look at the standings, uh, we go AFC, like the Texans with one win 
can afford to win some football games. Like they can win this and still be in line to have the best, like to, to have the first overall pick. So it's not going to hurt their chances at getting one Oh a to, to win this game. And I think they're going to go ahead and win this game outright. The Titans have lost four in a row, which does mean they are due for a win. Keebs brings that up and Keebs brings me back down to earth here. And he's absolutely right. They've lost four in a row. They're due for a win, but they're still so banged up. They're still like, there's still so many aspects of this team that are not where they need to be heading into the playoffs. I just, I feel it. I feel it in here. Let's take the Texans to win this game outright. Since I like Houston to win, obviously I'm taking them plus the three and a half points. Uh, Tennessee is a, a, a plummeting favorite at home because I looked just yesterday and they were five and a half point favorites and they were larger favorites than that the day before. But it has plummeted all the way from that to five and a half now to three and a half. I think it's continuing to plummet. People are jumping on this bandwagon for Houston at the very least against the spread. But I like them to win the game outright. So give me the points. Total in the game set at 35 and a half points this is a pretty good number, but I think we're going with an over in this one. I think we're going with the Texans getting that one magical score, maybe from Brandon Cooks, maybe all that vitriol of like, Look, I'm in Houston. I don't want to be here. Maybe all that gets swept away with a Brandon Cooks touchdown late in the game. Davis Mills leads a game-winning drive. 21-20 Houston. The Texans get the win outright. Up next, the Washington Commanders are in San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The Niners have, of course, clinched their playoff spot, so they know that they are heading to the dance. A lot of people are high on the Commanders. I understand why. I think this is a much better football team than anybody gave them credit for, especially early in the season. But there's something special about this Niners team, man. Even though they've already clinched, I think they still, in the context of the NFC playoffs, uh, I believe they still have plenty to play for. Let's take a peek at the playoff picture here in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, the Niners are only a game behind Minnesota. So look, I've got Minnesota losing. The Niners have plenty to play for here. So I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers here to get the win. Yes, they've already clinched the division, but they still got plenty to play for here, trying to get that number two seed in the NFC. Let's say they go ahead and grab that. Let's take the Niners to get the win and San Francisco over Washington actually going to be my bronze pick straight up this week. I have a lot of faith in this Niners team. Now against the spread, San Francisco's laying a full touchdown. Chad says in here Niners to win, but not the spread. So I took a look at this and the Niners are actually uh, a fairly strong team this year when it comes to just in general against the spread. So they're nine and five against the spread this season. But now if you go to games as a favorite, they're eight and four. I have a lot of faith in San Francisco against the spread here as a favorite, even though as a dog, I believe Washington is, 
Washington's even money as a dog this year against the spread. They're three, three and one. So, you know, nothing wrong with that, but I, I just got a feeling about this Niners team, and I do think they cover this number. Let's take the Niners minus the seven points. And in fact, I'm going to take that as my silver pick against the spread this week. I like a minus seven. Let's go ahead and grab the Niners minus seven, my silver pick against the spread. Total in the game set at 37 and a half. I don't think this flies over this number, but I do think it gets there. Let's go over 37 and a half points in San Francisco, Washington. Let's go 27-14, Niners, Niners win, Niners cover, and give me the over on the points. Uh, Chad, unless you get like plus eight or plus eight and a half. I saw a lot of sevens. And again, yes, it's a full touchdown. Would I feel better at six and a half? Totally, I would. But minus seven, I think the Niners are capable of covering that number. So one of the more intriguing matchups of the week is the Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. That is where we will go next. Obviously, the Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. They were the first team in the NFL to clinch a playoff spot. They're on a five-game winning streak, but are likely going to be without Jalen Hurts this week. Hertz is likely to be held out of the lineup and not play in week 16. They're also coming into this game on their third straight road game. So look, playing back-to-back -back road games is tough. Playing three straight is even worse. We've seen teams do it this year and not have a ton of success in those games. And you look at the Dallas Cowboys, also a team that has clinched a playoff spot. They're relatively healthy, I believe. And with the very strong likelihood that Jalen Hurts is not the quarterback on the other side. Got to feel pretty good about the Dallas Cowboys in this spot. Let's grab Dallas to get the win at home over the Philadelphia Eagles. Take NFC East bragging rights, even though, as Chad points out, Philly likely to rest some players. So it they're gonna they're gonna talk, but it's gonna be a lot of you're better off staying away from it. So let's take the Cowboys to win. On the line, Dallas favored by minus four and a half. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points because I don't really know who's going to be playing for Philly and who isn't. To Chad's point, we may see some more resting above and beyond Jalen Hurts. So let's lay the four and a half on the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas has to, you know, keep winning to kind of keep keep pace in the... Uh, in the NFC playoff picture, the potential that they could move up. They're the four seed right now. The two seed is on the table. Total in the game set at 47 and a half points. I think this is a pretty darn good total, but I'm going to take the under on the possibility that Philadelphia is resting some players. So give me under 47 and a half in Philadelphia, Dallas. These are two good defenses as well. Uh, let's go 27, 17 Dallas. Dallas wins, Dallas covers, and give me the under on the points. All right, we're a little over 55 minutes into the stream. We've got five games left to talk about. Chad asks a good question. Who would Dallas want to play? I mean, I think Dallas would be, like Dallas would be happy playing one of those division rivals, I think. I think everybody should want to play the New York Giants. I really do. I think of all the teams that are there, I think the Giants are probably... I think I would rather play the Giants in my home building than play Washington in my home building. There's just something about that Washington team. I think they have more weapons. The Giants arguably have the biggest weapon, that being Saquon. But I think the 
Washington has more weapons and I think they're a more dangerous offense. So I think everybody should probably be wanting to play the Giants in their home building. I could be wrong about that. That's just kind of my impression of things. Let's go to Pittsburgh now, Raiders and Steelers, and to Keebs's point, Pittsburgh playing with heavy hearts this week with the death of uh, Franco Harris. Uh, this is a tough matchup for me because I think the numbers point to the Raiders. I really do. Um, I think the only number that doesn't really point to the Raiders is the fact that the game's in Pittsburgh. But other than that, I think the Raiders have a better offense. The Steelers have a better defense, but I don't know, man. I, this is an absolute coin flip for me. And I think I might have gotten a little uh, upset happy when I'm going through. I've only done two so far, but uh, I've got, I got a couple forthcoming and I think I might've gotten a little upset happy. And I don't think I took the, the uh, emotional situation into account as much as I did. So this doesn't happen on this show very often, but we're going to make live changes as we stream. Come along with me. So originally I was going to take the Raiders, but I think I'm actually going to go ahead and swap that out and take the Steelers, get the win in honor of their, uh, their, you know, their fallen comrade, right? We're going to take that off of the upset list and we're actually going to go ahead and change that as well. So let's go ahead and grab the Steelers here at home, uh, get, have them. And again, the game's in Pittsburgh too. So, you know, friendly confines, always, always, uh, always better to be playing there than be playing somewhere else. So let's take Pittsburgh at home to get the win over the Raiders. On the line, Pittsburgh is laying two and a half points here as a home favorite. I'm going to take them to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. I'll go ahead and lay the minus two and a half on Pittsburgh as well. And we are going to go ahead and we're also going to grab the under on the points here. The point total is 39. It's such a beatable number, but I think you could see a situation here where the Steelers defense absolutely comes to play. And, uh, and keeps this to a, a very low-scoring game. So we're going to go ahead and grab the under there. And in fact, uh, Raiders-Steelers under 39 points is going to be my gold pick for this game. Or uh, this week, rather. Raiders-Steelers under 39 points. My gold pick. We're going to go ahead and grab Steelers 17. Uh, we're going to go with the Raiders uh, 13. Let's go 17-13. Steelers, so Steelers win, Steelers cover, and give me the under on the points. There you go. Live updates on the podcast. There you go. The Green Bay Packers travel to Miami to uh, take on the Miami Dolphins, a Miami Dolphins team that has lost three consecutive games. And don't look now, but the Packers have won back-to-back, -back, and I think they're only a game shy of the teams that are right there in the playoff conversation in the NFC. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Don't let the Packers sneak into the playoffs. If the Packers sneak into the playoffs, they're going to sneak into the NFC championship game. I did it. I put it on video. I'll stand by it. You let the Packers sneak into the playoffs. I'm not responsible for what happens. Green Bay, winners of back-to-back -back games, and like I mentioned, the Miami Dolphins, losers of three straight. Now, Green Bay is going to come into this one with only one half of their two-headed monster at running back. A.J. Dillon uh, suffered a concussion last week. Now, Matt LaFleur said 
that, uh, oh, Dylan uh, cleared protocol before the end of the game. Like, what? That's not how concussion protocol works. So that was kind of a, what are, you, what are you talking about, man? I would be very surprised if A.J. Dillon plays this week. Now, whether he plays this week or not, I don't think it severely limits the upside of the Green Bay Packers on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know what's going on with the Dolphins. Like, I just really, like, all of a sudden, they're 8-6. and six. They're not the team that they looked like they were before. And now you've got those two division rivals in New England and the New York Jets, both sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. The Jags and the Raiders and the Browns and the Steelers are all at 6-8. and eight. Like, they're only two games back. They've still got enough runway. If the Dolphins can't get stuff figured out, like, the possibility there is... It is very real that the Miami Dolphins could somehow slide out of the playoff picture. And I think you got to start by looking at Jalen Waddell. Now, Waddell, he finally had a better game last week, th uh, three catches for a buck 14 and a score. But the two games prior to that, which is what this three game losing streak has been comprised of, they almost took him out of the game plan. Like it, they, it's almost like they forgot how to use him in the offense. And he's such a huge linchpin in that offense. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and be a Homer. I badly want the Packers to sneak into the playoffs. If the Packers sneak into the playoffs, these playoff streams are going to be lit. <laughs> like these playoff streams are going to be so awesome. If the Packers sneak into the playoffs, because the way they started the season, they have absolutely no right to <laughs> like they really have no right to but if they get there once again not my responsibility but i'm going to take the packers here uh, right now they're i think they're the better football team top to bottom i think the offense is better i think the defense is better i think this is the better football team they're getting better quarterback play i think they're the better team let's grab green bay on the road in miami to get the win the upset win over the dolphins now, Miami's laying three and a half points here as a home favorite. I like Green Bay to win, so give me the plus three and a half on the Packers. Total in the game, set at 48 and a half points. I actually really like this total. I think this is very, very close to what we're actually going to see. But this Packers offense is humming along, man. I think this game gets into the 50s. Give me the over here. Over 48 and a half points in Green Bay, Miami. Let's go 30 to 21 in favor of the Packers. Miami's certainly going to score their points. I just like the Pack to score more. Green Bay gets the win outright by two possessions and continues to march along to try to steal themselves a wildcard playoff spot. Martin. Martin has the disagreement. Don't think so. Miami is very good at home. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. I don't know what to make of what I've seen the last three weeks. And it can't just be like, oh, we're relaxing. Like, ah, oh, we're taking it easy. I just, I just, I don't know what to make of what I've seen the last three weeks. But when I look at the Packers over the last couple of weeks, I see a team that looks more akin to what I expected this team to look like from the beginning. Uh, Miami's on a losing streak, but most were road games. I understand that. I also don't think you can use that necessarily as the determining factor. I don't think this is a team that's playing with a lot of confidence right now. And I don't think they're 
doing a good enough job of getting one of their biggest weapons fully involved in the pass game. I think this Packers secondary can handle what those two wide receivers are going to be able to bring to the table. I think the pass rush is good enough to get to Tua. I think we see some mistakes. That's why I think the Packers win. So there are only five teams who have been eliminated from playoff contention. Two of them play each other this week. The Denver Broncos are in Los Angeles taking on the Rams. The battle of the two teams who are already eliminated from the playoffs, but who also don't have their first round pick because of big trades that they made. The Rams, of course, with their F them picks philosophy and the Broncos with their Broncos country let's ride philosophy. Neither one of them really working out all that great uh, this year. So look, not a lot to talk about. It's two eliminated teams. I'm just taking the team that's the underdog. And it just so happens that the team that's the underdog is the team that's at home. I'll take that all day long. Give me the LA Rams at home as a two and a half point dog over a Denver Broncos team that I have absolutely no faith in with the exception of some pieces on the defensive side. But I like the Rams to get the win. Let's take Los Angeles at home to beat Denver. Obviously, I like the Rams to win. I'm going to like them plus the two and a half points against the spread. So I will take those points. Total in the game set at 36 and a half points. And uh, boy, bad, uh, bad offenses, teams that can play some defense. I love me this under. It's only 36 and a half points, but boy, do I ever love this under. Under 36 and a half points in Los Angeles, Denver. That's going to be my silver pick on my totals this week. Under 36 and a half in Denver, Los Angeles. Let's go 14 to 11. Like, let's just, let's just take a tiny, tiny score. 14 to 11. Take the Rams to win the game at home. Take the Rams plus the points. And give me that delicious, delicious under. Final two games of the week begins with the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road in Arizona, taking on a Cardinals team that has been eliminated from the postseason at this point. The Bucks on a two-game losing streak, but by virtue of the fact that they play in the weakest division in football, uh, still have the inside track to win the division to make the playoffs, despite only being, what are they, 6-8? and eight? Is that what we said uh, the Bucks are? Yeah, 6-8. and eight. First place in the prestigious NFC South. Oh boy. So obviously we know what the deal is with the Cardinals. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Kyler Murray's on injured reserve. Literally a team that does not have anything to play for anymore other than potentially improving some draft positioning. So I don't think the Cardinals have any interest in trying to win this game. And as a matter of fact, they're not a good team at home either. So I think this is a really nice spot for the Tampa Bay Bucks to get a win, start feeling good about themselves again, really gives them the inside track uh, of, of winning this division. So I think Tampa can take a big step into putting that away this week by beating up on a team that, again, just it has doesn't have anything to play for. So give me the Bucks on the road in Arizona to get the win over the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals down to their third string quarterback. Exactly. So that's Trace McSorley. Is that who uh is that who's getting the start this week? McSorley? A la Marty McSorley, um noted uh NHL enforcer for years and years. Martin says I got it. So there we go. Now against the spread, Tampa Bay is laying seven and a half points. Is there anybody that wants to lay seven and a half points on this Tampa Bay Bucks team? 
I don't think there's anybody in the fan base that wants to lay seven and a half points comfortably on this Bucks team right now. Give me the plus seven and a half on Arizona. I still like Tampa Bay to win, and I think they win, you know, not, not necessarily comfortably. If it was comfortably, it would be by multiple possessions. But seven and a half points, I just can't lay. Uh, the weirdest could happen. Trace McSorley could lead a game-winning drive. Something disgusting like that would happen. I'm going to defend against the weird upset and grab the plus seven and a half on the Arizona Cardinals against the spread. Total in the game is set at 39 and a half. Um, One team barely has any offensive players that are healthy and capable of playing. And the other team is not playing up to the standard that we expected from them. Uh, Give me the under. Under 39 and a half points in Tampa Bay, Arizona. Let's go 21-16 Tampa. Tampa gets the win. Arizona plus the points against the spread. And give me the under. Oh, Gorian's Gorian's in the chat. How you doing, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Gorian says Miami wins. Talking about the Miami Green Bay game. Uh, Miami should be hungry too and has more talent. I mean, look, Miami's a Miami on paper is an excellent football team. 100%. I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami. They're an excellent football team. The final game of the week sees the Los Angeles Chargers in Indianapolis to take on a Colts team that is still reeling losers of four straight games, but is somehow mathematically at four, nine and one still alive in the postseason or in the race for the postseason. Could be by virtue of the fact that like the Titans are seven and seven at the lead in that or at the head in that division and the Colts could still be alive, I guess, technically in the AFC South. These teams, these neither one of these teams are good. Um, the Chargers should be better than they are, and the Chargers are on a two-game win streak. So we will say that. They are on a two-game win streak, so maybe they're starting to turn it around a little bit. Uh, the Colts, obviously, are not going to have Jonathan Taylor in this game. They moved him to IR. That officially ends his season. Uh, Gorian says, Chargers money line as a Colts fan. This team beats itself. To be fair... Both of these teams beat themselves. Um, the Colts do definitely beat themselves, and the Chargers do definitely beat themselves as well. Now, the Chargers between these two teams do definitely have more to play for, as actually Gorian just pointed out in the chat. The Chargers right now are sitting in a playoff spot at 8-6, and six, but that playoff spot is relatively tenuous as you've got that group of 7-7 seven and seven and 6-8 and eight teams behind them. So... It's a tenuous hold. It definitely is. And at eight and six, anything can happen. It's a game that the Chargers can't afford to lose, which is why I'm taking the Colts on the money line. I do not trust the Los Angeles Chargers. Do I trust the Colts? No, I don't. But as the team that is the underdog at home, you know how I love the num 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 those upset picks. I'm just gonna go ahead and grab it because do I I understand why the Chargers are favored by as much as they are? Well, a the favorite and b favored by as much as they are. I understand both of those things. I don't necessarily have to agree with them. I like I would look at this as like a two and a half, but it's a four and a half. 
I feel like Vegas is trying to put one over on us. Feels like a trap. And Keebs just pointed out the big one and I was saving it to the end. Big, you know what, Nick Foles in at quarterback this week over Matty Ice. Nick Foles is the modern day or the current day, I should say, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's magic in that arm and Nick Foles leads the Colts to a win. I like Indianapolis at home to break their four game losing streak. Colts get the win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Once again, a team that I just have absolutely zero faith in. So since I like the Colts to win, give me the plus four and a half on Indianapolis there as well against the spread. Total in the game set at 45 and a half points. I have to feel an under in this one because I just, again, I don't feel super confident in either one of these offenses. I just think one does more than the other one. Give me under 45 and a half points in Indianapolis, Los Angeles. Let's go 23 to 20 in favor of the Indianapolis Colts. Colts get the upset win. Give me the plus four and a half and give me the under on the points. There you have it, folks. Those are your picks for week 16 in NFL action. And we'll go over the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks here with you one more time. Straight up, my platinum pick, the Buffalo Bills over the Chicago Bears. My gold pick, the Tampa Bay Bucks over the Arizona Cardinals. My silver pick, the Baltimore Ravens over the Atlanta Falcons. And my bronze pick, the San Francisco 49ers over the Washington Commanders. Against the spread, platinum pick, Seattle plus 10. Gold pick, Atlanta plus 7.5. Silver pick, San Francisco minus 7. Bronze pick, Cincinnati minus 3. As an aside, if you're betting those, I'd probably flip the silver and the bronze. I'd probably bet Cincinnati minus 3 before I bet San Francisco minus 7. Just easier number to cover. And on the totals, platinum pick, Buffalo, Chicago, under 40 and a half. Gold pick, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, under 39. Silver pick, Denver, Los Angeles, Rams, under 36 and a half. And bronze pick, New Orleans, Cleveland, over that embarrassing total of 32 and a half points. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the pick show for week 16. Thank you so much for tuning in a day late and a dollar short as I'm tired giving you my picks for week 16. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in live. We had 10 concurrent at some point in the stream, so we enjoy that for sure. Thank you so much. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. We will see you again for week 17, the penultimate week in the NFL season. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.